0: Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we have reached part three of our current study. Babylon, Romanism, and the harlot of Revelation 17, and today we will begin our in-depth investigation of the origins of Roman Catholicism, which will surely grant us valid confirmation that this Babylonian cult is without a doubt the harlot of Revelation 17. This information is more critical now than it has ever been because time is truly running out for people to hear the unadulterated word of God's truth that will set them free and grant them the eternal life that can only be realized in the genuine Savior of the world, the one and only one who alone is the way, the truth, and the life, Lord Jesus the Christ, the great I Am. Tragically, the Church in its Laodicea condition is not telling them that truth. In fact, they are supporting this darkened counterfeit by coming alongside Catholics as though they were brothers and sisters in Christ, when, in reality, these unsuspecting ones are yoked to Lucifer's Babylonian counterfeit. And unless they come to the true knowledge of the Lord God Almighty and repent and come out of her unto eternal life they will find there forever in the fires of hell. Vatican records indicate that there are approximately 1.2 billion Catholics in the world who are being held hell-bound in this demonic entrapment, making this a mission field of its own. But added to that is the fact that many within the evangelical arm of Christianity are joining ranks with Roman Catholicism's adultery by yoking themselves with her and her earthly endeavors, such as the interfaith and ecumenical movements, as well as the deceptive social benevolences and outreach programs propagated by her. This, beloved, is leading to the Antichrist one-world religion. And that is why I proclaim this truth with all the passion my heart holds, and without apology. And in this effort, as we go on in the life-saving determination of countering the enemy's deceptions with the truth of God's word, I will repeat again so that the understanding of it will deeply fuel our discernment that Lucifer is vehemently purposed to usurp the one true and only God and to gain the world's worship for himself. And in this demonic and prideful effort, he has made a masterful counterfeit to all that is true in God. How better to deceive and destroy! While the Lord God is ruler over his heavenly kingdom, Lucifer is ruler over his kingdom, which is Babylon. And as we learned in a previous segment, the Assyrian version of this name comes from Babel, which means gate of God. Jesus referred to this gate in Matthew seven thirteen to 15 where it is written, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter by it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and few are those who find it. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves." It is interesting to note that Revelation 13.11 reveals that the false prophet, which all evidence indicates will be a pope, comes up out of the earth with two horns like a lamb. And more about this later. Babylon holds within it every vile, seductive, and false way that leads multitudes to their eternal destruction. It is a wide gate, and it is the womb from within which Roman Catholicism has been birthed. To prove this to be true, allow me to glean from a commentary entitled, The Whore of Babylon, Mystery Babylon, by Seeking the Truth Ministry. And again, it will not be a direct quote, as I will be adding additional thoughts along the way. Abundant historical and modern-day evidence strongly gives credence to the fact that the name which was written on the forehead of the woman described in Revelation 17.5 as a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth, refers to the Vatican and the Roman Catholic Church, and that it will take the leadership role in the Antichrist one-world religion with every other false way banding with her. I found it interesting that the identification or name of Babylon with all of its false and antichrist systems, was written on the woman's forehead, because during the Great Tribulation, the mark of the beast will also be applied to the hand or to the forehead of those who give their allegiance to the Antichrist and his Babylonian system. This woman is described as a spiritual harlot in the sense that, as a powerful political institution as well as a religious entity, she has entered into worldly relationships with the leaders and kings of the world rather than having total allegiance to Christ and to him alone, as indicated in revelation seventeen two This corrupt church is a continuation of the ancient Babylonish mystery system with most of its practices drawn from the Babylonian religion and its priesthood. Among the many other pagan rituals they practice, Roman Catholicism embraces the Babylonian concepts of the sun god and mother and child worship. We will be covering these pagan ceremonies and rites a little later in the study, so please stay with me. The word Babylon means confusion. And the Bible refers to it as a mystery, or something that is hidden, secret, and obscure. In order to explain this mystery, it is helpful to first examine the origin of the biblical word Babylon. This information will shine much light on Roman Catholicism as the Babylonian counterfeit to genuine Christianity it actually is. According to the Bible, Nimrod, who was the great-grandson of Noah, and whose name means revolt or rebel, incited the people of Babylon to build a tower in rebellion against God. It is highly significant that Babylon came to denote man's defiance against the Lord, for it glorified man rather than the Creator, and continues on up until today as Lucifer presses on with his prideful and demonic goal to usurp the one true and only God of all creation. Chaldean legend claims that, after Nimrod's death, his evil wife Semiramis soon became pregnant, and by way of explanation, she told the people that the sun had come to her and impregnated her with a child, and that it was actually Nimrod coming back in reincarnation of the sun god. The child was called Tammuz. Moreover, in the Chaldean mysteries, Semiramis was worshipped as Rhea, the great mother of the gods and this led to the peculiar worship of mother and son. This mother-son idolatry is found in many ancient cultures. For instance, the historian Durant claims that the adoration of mother and child was found in pagan Egypt, where the Babylonian mother was known as Isis and her child as Horus. So it was that through the Chaldean legend and the claimed actions of Semiramis, that the term Babylon became associated with idolatry and prostitution. The historian Herodotus wrote of how Babylon was the prime evil source from which all systems of idolatry flowed. As we shall see, it seems that the satanic hand of Lucifer, the temporary ruler of this world, as Jesus referred to him in John 14.30, has used this Babylonian root to grow a counterfeit Christianity known as Roman Catholicism. We learn that after his ascension to the Roman throne, Constantine set up the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. There, he invited Christian bishops to work out their theological differences. So started the path to state interference in the Christian faith. Constantine continued to support both Christianity and paganism. For example, he retained the title Pontifex Maximus, which means greatest pontiff and high priest of the state cults. And on his coin, he had the sun god inscribed on one side and a Christian emblem on the other. The term pontiff comes from Roman pagan times where the highest priest was considered a bridge builder between man and the gods. Constantine also presided as sumus pontifex, meaning highest pontiff, vicar of Christ, and bishop of bishops, which eventually transitioned to the future popes in the counterfeit to genuine Christianity. Under Constantine, pagans were now allowed to bring in idols of Semiramis, the Babylonian queen of heaven, and of Nimrod, the sun god, into the church. Historian Johnson claims that, despite Constantine's accommodation of Christianity, he never abandoned sun worship. Perhaps even more significantly, Constantine's title, Pontifex, later became a term used for bishops, and the title of Pontifex Maximus, or High Priest, was applied within the Roman Catholic Church to the Pope as its chief Bishop. Sumus Pontifex or Highest Pontiff is also sometimes used as a papal title. Today, noteworthy titles of the Pope are Papa, Sumus Pontifex, Pontifex Maximus, and Servus Savorum Dei, implying that the Pope has both spiritual and civil authority over man. Not surprisingly, some claim that Constantine, and not Peter, was in fact the first Pope. And so through Babylon, the Chaldean Mysteries, and Constantine's pagan roots, the Roman Catholic Church adopted the following idolatries: Son-God-Worship, Mother-God-Mother-Child-Worship, Mary-Queen of Heaven, the Pope's title of Pontifex Maximus, meaning High Priest, and as with Constantine, the title of Pontifex Maximus gives the Pope authority over both spiritual and civil affairs. And following on from that last point, today the Vatican has worldwide political and financial influence. For example, the Holy See has permanent observer status to the United Nations, as well as having diplomatic relations with 183 nations, leaving only 12 countries before she has total world control. The papacy is so influential and powerful that nearly every major country consults her before making major policy moves. Can we not see how very significant this all is in light of how profoundly this Babylon mystery religion will serve the Antichrist in his global reign? And this, beloved, is only the tip of the iceberg. In our next segment, we will continue to uncover the true identity of the harlot of Revelation 17 and why the Lord, by His word, has given the command to come out of her. I pray you will join me, and until then, I leave you with the words of Lord Jesus. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And as always, beloved, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www dot Agapelightministries.com.